Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 28th of February. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. And in some cases, it's just one guy. And granted, he didn't hold on to everything. I think he held on to first, second, and third at least. But Space the Great, by avoiding DeJounte Murray, by avoiding a lot of what other people were thinking, completely beat everybody else. I've never heard of this guy in my life. Congratulations. I did not win um, because I played DeJounte Murray. I played a bunch of guys who I thought were right. And two, I was uh, to find out over the course of the slate were not the right moves. We had ridiculous, like low scoring games where they're supposed to be high scoring games. And yeah, congrats to the winners. I almost took down the um, showdown night slate. Of course, I had uh, Aiden. So all around painful. Uh, but yeah, so let's check out today's slate. Move on a little bit because, yeah, I, I know what happened yesterday. There's no no question in my mind. Uh, well, they're wrong. All my highest exposed players did really bad. So if that happens, it's not it's not good. So, okay. On to today. So we got one big piece of news so far. I'm doing this a little bit earlier. I, I like to make it normally 11, 11 o'clock Pacific time um, after we get, you know, news from shoot around and stuff. But today I'm going to be golfing. So it's good news. It's bad news. I'm having a fun day. My kids at uh, preschool. And it's bad news for you guys because, uh, yeah, we're who knows if this is what the slate's actually about. But we have this weird situation where they never, ever, ever play Russell Westbrook. Like, if he got more than 20 minutes, he would be a great value tonight. But in the four games Paul George has missed previously, he's averaging 20 minutes. You can't really count on Russ to get more than 20 minutes. I'm going to average it in because, like, in four games, like, the fifth game after this game even, I would only be 20% confident in that. And I still feel like, you know, if Norm misses his shots or just like if the defense is lagging, if the tempo is lagging, there's a number of reasons you would ride with Russ. You have him on your team to maybe occasionally play him more than 20 minutes, sometimes 24. Like, right, they are playing him in some circumstances. Russell Westbrook. Game log. I think they're playing him. Oh, come on, just show me a bunch of games. Well, I got to go look at a bunch of sites. Yeah, 23, 31, 30. So he hasn't done it in this exact circumstance, right? But like, yeah, it's definitely in the range of outcomes that Russell Westbrook plays 30 minutes tonight. And if he plays 30 minutes, he's undoubtedly the best play on the slate. So I, I've got to, I, he, sorry, second best play on the slate. Let me get to the screen with all the plays on the slate. And then I can tell you why it's second best. Well, it's because Chicago is playing against Cleveland today. And something Chicago has been doing recently is putting Andre Drummond in the lineup uh, to start alongside Vooch. And might they do that against Evan Mobley and Jared Allen? We think they might. So this is all presuming that Drummond gets the, the starter minutes and they go bigs against bigs. And it's a kind of fun matchup because, I mean, you don't see that very much in the NBA these days. But if if he does get that, he's he's priced like a backup center. So you, you play Andre Drummond. Well, 5,200. Wow. He is, like, his usage is outrageous. So... <laughs> That's what it is. What do we got him projected for rebounds-wise? Just to have fun. Let's add it up. 16 rebounds. So he's just an incredible rebound-per-minute guy. That's basically what gets him there. He does other stuff, too. Blocks and whatever. Yeah, actually, how many blocks? Just to get a sense for the props later. 1.5 blocks, 2 steals. Jeez. 3.5 stocks from the guy. So anyway, that's why we're getting to so much Drummond. That's why the field's getting to so much Drummond. The field is not wrong. I'm building in 
20% chance of failure based on turns his ankle or gets in foul trouble. I mean, you know, that's possible. The the Cleveland guys are a little bit more agile than Drummond, so they could get him into foul trouble. But, I mean, like, they probably just go around him. Uh, okay. Anyway, so that's why Drummond's up at the top. Then you have Paul George out. So you have to – You had. I had to – let me also check the minutes – because in 36 minutes, I would have 47, and we have a little a smidge over 36 projected. So I could go a smidge over 47 if I wanted to, but I don't really want to. I'm fine with just 50% of James Harden and Kawhi because they're kind of bucolic stars. They're like all over the place, eh, whatever. Maybe they hit, maybe they don't. Zubats, they seem to be leaning on him a, like more and more as he comes back from injury. Um, and yeah, I... I think they might start doing that more and more against AD, against the bigs of the Lakers. So I've got Zubats up there. Gregory Jackson is just kind of a, um, I don't think he's going to be 35% owed. He had a real stinker of a game yesterday. And so I, it's a contrarian play, even though he says 35% owed here. By the time the slate happens, it'll be a contrarian play, I think. And he just, he gets minutes in a blowout, non-blowout. And Memphis just has... Not that many people on this team who are in the rotation. Gigi Jackson, Jordan Goodwin, Aldama, Triple J, Zaire. Those are the guys who score points. Good A good amount. You can have a sprinkle of Derrick Rose in there if you want to for salary relief. But, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to stick with that. Uh, besides that, we got, our sec we got one rule today. I'll say I'm leaving only $100 on the table. And if I scroll down a bit. My rules, the only one I activated is max three out of four Sacramento wings. Um, yeah, I, the Chicago, we don't have a stars, like Clipper stars are kind of messed up. I didn't want to do the Minnesota Bigs rule. Why was that? Oh, because I think this game's going to blow out, number one. Number two, because their projections have started getting kind of high. Like I used to raise Nas Reed to 28, and now Nas Reed's at 28. So we're just getting to Nas Reed anyway, and we don't have to say max two out of three because... That's just not really they're, they're playing these guys alongside each other. It's not it's not entirely a fouls-based case that gets any of these guys to their value. And we do have to wait on some news items. Where was the I think we have one other piece of questionable news that's important to talk about. How do I get my yeah, there it is. Okay. We'll scroll bar back. Uh, questionable LeBron James. That's not really questionable. Zion feels like actually questionable. Mate, no, same deal. Fox questionable. McCollum. Yeah, he sat out yesterday. So if we get McCollum out again today against Minnesota, Minnesota, and you can't read anything about the shoot around, right? Because he was fully participated in practice the day before. So who knows what's going on with him? But if he's out, same game plan, the same way I lost money yesterday will be the way I lose money today because that's just going to be the best thing to target, right? I mean, with, with McCollum out against one of the fastest teams in the league, you're going to have to have Zion and um, uh, Ingram up at like 47. So, yeah, he, they immediately are becoming as good as Harden, as good as Leonard, that, that standard, that level of guy if McCollum is out. So... Going right back to that well, it didn't work yesterday. Long terms, you know, numbers suggest it should work. I understand the mechanism by which it would work. I'm going to play it. Uh, but that's about it. I mean, we've got like, a, who's a core? Well, if I say a core of like, yeah, okay. A core of Drummond, Harden, and Leonard. That's kind of a cop-out core, but it's obviously the right core at this point in the day. 
Uh, then I guess I like Zubots. Um, I got to put some Memphis guys on this list. Just So the Harrison Barnes thing is just because I, well, he's so cheap. He's like 4K today. I think Harrison Barnes goes on, on the more list today just because at 4K, I mean, like Harrison Barnes gets extended some games, right? You know what I mean? Like he's not a bench player, like locked into that role. If we look at his game log. I think if I had stats, it shows me recent games. Is that true? See, yeah. Hmm. See, look at that. In the last five games, 60% of the time, Harrison Barnes has gone for 35 average minutes. So I don't know, man. I you fade at your own risk. I'm having a lot of Harrison Barnes, and I, I'm having trouble getting away from it. Um, honestly, man, 60% is a lot of percent. Uh, I thought it was more like 30%. I got to bump him up to at least 40, um, at least 35. I want to be 2x the field on Harrison Barnes. This is the kind of, tells you we're doing a little bit much early in the day, right? We're going to have news. This is not going to be where we leave these guys eventually. And in late swap, one of the first things I do is I undo all my max exposures. So that all of these thoughts go out the window when you're late swap because you don't know what you want anymore. Also because the builder won't work. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Jordan Goodwin's good. Yeah, all these are fine plays. Monty Morris, fine play. And then you got, like, it's just like at the top, there's not really great arguments to be made for any one of the guys. So that's what's going on with, like, some LeBron James, some AD, some Luka. You just want whichever one of them scores 80. Not really sure which one it's going to be, but they all have special in them. You want a piece of it. I like the way Peyton Watson's playing. Totally agree with that. Jokic, again, on this list of just monster dudes who are going to score monster points. We don't know who it's going to be. Ooh, a smattering of Grady Dick kind of day. A smattering of Zaire Williams, your shooters. I've got my 10% of Russ just because I think, like, same argument from the game logs, right? Like, and that was, that wound up getting me a little bit stronger on my take there uh, for the other guy. So let me have it myself be a little bit stronger on my Russ take as well. I think there's some chance it's about, what, 15%, 20%. It's closer to 20, I think. Like, when I look at Russell Westbrook game log, yeah, it's at least 20%. 30 minutes, 30 minutes, 30 minutes. That's half of the recent games. So I'm not out of I'm not out of my mind to put Russell Westbrook at, at 20% and be 10x the field. I just think, of the news we got today, that's wild. I mean, like, that, we got two of the three stars there. Like, they could feasibly say hey this isn't working let's go with a rust plan right that's definitely on the table and now it's not first choice i don't think it'll be first choice i think the first choice will be what the standard you know suggestion of playing all those guys man and coffee and exactly who they have the last four you know four times paul george has been out i see that but that's four times you know what i mean like don't let's not get let's not pretend like we got a huge end on this right so i'm anyway 20 percent of my money will be lost tonight on a weird Russell Westbrook play that is entirely unadvisable except in GPPs. And in GPPs, the upside of it makes it hugely valuable. You see what I mean? That's that's the kind of play that I love to play that like, yeah, I know this probably sinks a fifth of my lineups. I get that. But there's a chance that it, it gives me a skeleton key for a fifth of my lineups, right? Like a guy you gotta have. Because like the upside isn't Rust 30. The upside is Rust 30 minutes. And that's like 36. Yeah, actually, I guess I probably need to... No, I don't want to. So I don't want to bump it up too much because I want to be hitting my maximum, but I don't want him to be like locked in all of my top lineups, you know, because I sort by ROI and then some of those wind up in different satellites and stuff. And then I wind up with like 100% Russell Westbrook and all my best satellites. 
which you could also make an argument is an argument to randomize your satellite exposure or to move around your, your um, contest so you don't just have your highest projected ROI in your biggest dollar. But I don't think, I mean, long-term, why else why, why else would you have an ROI or ROI proxy like SaberScore unless you're putting more money behind your better lineups? I think that definitely makes sense. I don't think it makes sense to only do lineups that are expected to always make money. I think you should have a mix of like a few that are kind of losers. And the reason is when we go to contest review, right? Every night, the winners are losers. You know what I mean? Like when we go to contest review, should I just pull it up just in case this is your first time watching the show? I've already said what I want to say about the slate. So let me just go to contest review for yesterday and just show you what I mean by the winners are losers. Because I haven't done this for yesterday yet, first of all. So it's good to do contest review. I should really enforce a certain structure and something on our contest review, but I don't. Uh, okay, so what was the, did I not? Oh, right, I didn't enter the main yesterday. So all contests, because it was not 50, it was not $4. And I wanted to make a clear vote with my money. I like the $4 go back to it. So I put, I, I did half my normal um, allocation and I put most of it in low dollar. Okay, so lineups. And the winners are losers. Projected SimRI. Okay. SimRI was positive. Okay. For the second guy, the second place guy won whatever it is in the big contest 50K, 30K, something like that. SimRI was negative 30%. So that's why I'm saying, like, you don't want all of your lineups to be losers. But if you're putting 150 in and this guy, uh, I guess we can't tell that at a, at a look. Can I tell that at a look somehow? No. Um, but anyway, so Jacob Heiler has, you know, he benefited from running a negative SIM ROI lineup. And probably if you had 150 of them, don't have more than like, what, 30, 40 at negative? Because then that cancels out 30 or 40 of your positive ones and you're left with your top 50 positive ROI expectation and you probably have more money behind them. So that's how I would get positive expected value long-term from these numbers. It's not to say that they're true. Right. I mean, the ROIs are expectations based on similar sets of lineups to the ones that the field that you think will exist based on your projections in the field. Uh, okay, let's see. Anything else? Yeah, League of Legends having that DDoS attack stunk. Uh, no, I think that's it. So for let me just go ahead and say you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us.